0: Welcome to A Bigger Life, where you can break through the distractions, stop, listen, and speak to God in prayer. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you use the Bible as your conversation with God so you can live a bigger life. I've really become a believer in spells. I know that might sound very un-21st century of us, but the Bible is clear that there is a sense of supernatural influence upon people's minds, supernatural illusion or delusion on a person's mind so that they can't see reality or see non-reality as reality. And that's what the New Testament is talking about in lots of verses, and I want to look today at what the Apostle Paul writes in the New Testament, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says this, and even if our gospel, our good news, our message of good news, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Those who are perishing is the Apostle Paul's term for those who are not being saved. He wrote in 1 Corinthians in chapter 1 verse 18 for the message of, of the cross, that's the same message as the gospel, the good news, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God and the wisdom of God, he adds later. So why is the gospel, the good news, foolishness to those who are perishing? Well, he says in verse four, the God of this age. Now, when the Bible talks about the God of this age, it's a lot like what Jesus is talking about when he says the prince of this world the god of this age is talking about Satan the god of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel the good news that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God Now we need to stop and think about what what is the apostle Paul actually saying what's the Bible saying that there is a sense in which spells are real, that there is a sense in which spiritual forces that we can't see are keeping us from seeing spiritual realities, moral realities in our lives. I know as a pastor over 20-something years of ministry, I've seen this over and over again in people's lives. I mean, I've really actually literally seen it happen. I've seen them come under a kind of spell and they make decisions that are unbelievably self-destructive and irrational. And then I've seen them wake up from a spell. I've seen people kind of wake up and come to their senses and I'm convinced it's real. A kind of spell where something so irrational suddenly seems rational to them where he says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24, and I listen to this language, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Now, there's a lot there that talks about just how we need to be people of love and kindness to everyone and not resentful. But then the very next verse, he says, opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance. What's repentance? Where he he goes on, he says, leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Jesus talks about this kind of thing when he says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 14, when he's talking to these unbelievers, he says, you will ever be hearing, but never understanding. You will ever be seeing, but never perceiving. And he's quoting there from Isaiah. And he, this is a phenomenon that there's a spiritual element to what we see, the reality we see, and what we understand. We have to be humble. I want to be humble to realize that my mind might be easier to manipulate than I might think. How I see things might be easily fooled, easily manipulated than how I, what I might think. Because to be honest, I remember times in my life, when i have done something so irrationally self-destructive to me to loved ones and i i i it's as if i was under a spell and i really do think it's like what paul says that that repentance is coming to our senses coming to the knowledge of the truth waking up and escaping the snare the trap of the devil who in some way to some degree is holding us captive to do his will. Now, the devil has these demonic forces. This is more than just the devil. It's kind of the whole network of things. We're not going to get into all that. But I think we have to be humble enough to see that that's part of the biblical worldview. Our lives are in a spiritual arena. And there are influences that I think, for lack of a better word, can cast a spell, a kind of spell on us. What the Apostle Paul here says is veiling the gospel to those who are perishing. Those who are perishing are perishing because the god of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Now here's where I think we have to be humble enough to maybe see ourselves in this picture. The degree of our unbelief, the degree of our living lives ignoring the reality of the gospel, the good news, this light of the gospel that shows us the glory of Christ. Now remember that word, Christ means king, the glory that Christ is the perfect human king. God has become human in the person of Christ to be this king to take back this world from the God of this age when he brings restoration because of his death and his resurrection. He is the perfect king that is bringing restoration, salvation healing to this world, to our lives, through resurrection to come. But even now, as we wake up from our spell, as we come to our senses, as we come to the knowledge of the truth, that when we see Christ as this image of God, we are waking up to one degree or another from this blindedness that the God of this age is veiling the gospel, veiling the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ and so Paul says in verse 6 For God who said, 'Let light shine out of darkness.' Now he's going back to Genesis 1, chapter 3, where the Spirit of God was hovering over the darkness and over the chaos, and then it said, 'And God said,' let there be light so paul is using that as an illustration of what happens in the lives of those who wake up from their spell for god who said let light shine out of darkness a spirit of god speaking over the darkness speaking over the chaos speaking let there be light so let me read the verse again for god who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. There's something supernatural that happens whenever we wake up and come to our senses, and to one degree or another, there's a light that shines in the chaos and the darkness of our blindedness in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge. Now, that's a knowledge of the heart, a knowledge of the mind. It's a knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of of Christ. Remember what the Apostle Paul says when he encountered the resurrected Jesus. And in Acts chapter 26, verse 18, he says, Jesus said to him, I'm sending you to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among all those who are sanctified by faith in me, that faith in Christ is this supernatural experience of having our eyes opened from the darkness of Satan and turning to the light, turning to God. Our lives are far more spiritual than we may realize. There's something spiritual going on in how we perceive reality and whether or not we see God's glory, the God that created this universe the significance of who Jesus is, the significance that he died on the cross and rose from the dead, living as if the truth were true, the truth of his resurrection, the truth of his presence, the truth of his reality, this light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus as the perfect Christ, as Jesus as Lord, Jesus as Christ, Jesus as our King. The God of this age is blinding the minds and hearts of those who are perishing. And I think we can also say that to some degree or another, he's blinding our hearts to the degree that we don't see God's glory in the face of Christ, God's glory in this gospel, this good news. Paul talks about this in the chapter before in Second Corinthians 3, when he's talking about the unbelieving Jewish people in his day. He says their minds were made dull, For to this day, the same veil remains when the Old Covenant, we would call that the Old Testament, is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, the Old Testament is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So living my life in this humble reality makes me want to cry out to God, God, make shine in my heart. Allow me repentance. Grant me repentance that I would come to my senses, that I would come to the knowledge of the truth, that I would wake up and more and more see the light of the gospel, this good news of Jesus as the Christ, Jesus as the King, Jesus as the perfect image of God, Jesus as the face of God's glory, that I would live in the light of God's glory that God's glory would be more desirable to me, more significant to me, shine brighter to me than the dullness of anything else in this world that would want to steal God's glory from my life. So Paul says in just a few verses before in 2 Corinthians 3.18, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So here's the thing I think we want to get is that we need God to make shine in our hearts this this to, to unveil God's glory as we contemplate the Lord's glory, which is what we're doing in this podcast. where we're contemplating. We're coming to Him and contemplating His glory, and in doing that, we're being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory ourselves. This is the significance of the logo of this podcast, as we look up and see the glory of God, His transcendent glory. Glory comes more and more into our lives as we're being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, he says, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit that his Holy Spirit is producing in us a transformation that is bringing God's glory and transforming our lives and waking us up from the blindness to the glory of the gospel, the glory of this good news of Christ being king and the restoration he brings to our lives, that we are waking up to that. So let's just stop and think for a minute. What place in your life right now do you think you might be blinded to the glory of Christ and you're pursuing something that if you were not under a certain kind of blindness, you wouldn't pursue it? It's irrational. It's an irrational self-destruction. You know it's a dead end. You know this is not going to end well. This is not going to have a good end game. That because Jesus died and rose from the dead, that is the only story that makes any sense at all to pursue, to live in, to live as though the truth were true. You're pursuing something you know is not going to end well. You know it's a dead end. Don't let yourself be fooled. Don't let the gospel be veiled. Don't let your mind be blinded to, to, to not see reality. Ask God to grant you repentance that you would come to your senses and come to a knowledge of the truth so that you can escape the snare of the devil so that you don't be held captive to do his will. Let's pray that God does that in our lives right now. O oh Lord Christ, the King, you are the perfect image of God, the glory of God in the face of Christ, the glory of Yahweh, the I Am. I pray that you would make shine in my heart, that you would let light shine in the darkness and the chaos of my heart and my mind that's made dull often by the God of this age and all the ways that He does it. I pray that you would say, Let light shine, let there be light. And that in my life and the places where I am blind and I can't see, even though I'm seeing, and I can't hear, even though I'm hearing. I pray that you would open my eyes and open my mind and my ears, that I would see reality, that I would wake up to your glory, the glory of the God that created this universe, that I would seek you, that I would contemplate the Lord's glory, that I would not be blinded to your glory, to the light of the significance of the good news that Jesus has died and broken through the other side and he's risen from the dead and restoration has already begun. It's happening and I want to live my life inside that story, living my life redemptively, living my life with ever-increasing glory as I'm being transformed into your image, as I contemplate your glory, your beauty, your goodness, your steadfast love, As David says in Psalm 16, I have no good apart from you. There is no glory in my life apart from you. There is no forever apart from you. Everything else is a dead end. I pray that you would make shine, that you would let your light shine in my heart and my mind, that you would give me the light of the knowledge of your glory more and more that I would turn away from darkness, that I would turn away from being blinded by the God of this age to one way or another in one degree or another, that I would lift up my eyes and see you as the overarching reality of everything in my life, that I would talk with you throughout the day, lift up my eyes throughout the day, that I would experience the freedom of your Holy Spirit bringing your love into my life, your glory into my life, your goodness into my life, your beauty into my life, your transcendent goodness and wonder and awe would fill my life with hope and love and joy and goodness. I pray that you would not let the God of this age blind my mind and my heart. Help me walk in spiritual reality that I would submit to Jesus as my King and my Lord and live my life today for you. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.